Hi, I'm Divine Grace Pushka, and you're listening to Divine Talks. We all embark on this spiritual and healing journey at one point or another on our way to a grand transformation. And truthfully, although our journeys look different from one another, we're all learning similar lessons and hoping to arrive at similar destinations. As we go through life, we are continuously stepping onto this journey, continuously healing, evolving, and becoming better with each experience and with each quest. Here, I offer a sacred space filled with heart-led conversations about our spiritual and healing journey, along with stories of spiritual triumph. Tune in to channeled messages from spirit and beloveds from the higher realms and receive a vibrational attunement for your day. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Divine Talks. I'm your host, Divine Grace Bushka. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, we're going to talk about spirituality and how spirituality actually helps you manage through your human experiences, that it's not actually something that helps you escape the human experience or helps you leave the human experience to, I don't know, to heal in another dimension or whatever, but it actually, instead, one is supposed to use this journey as a way to help them heal here now in this dimension, on this planet, on this, in this reality of theirs. A lot of people go into spirituality with the intention to escape their actual reality, their present reality, I should say. They're looking to go elsewhere and travel to quote-unquote different dimensions and heal there so that they can come back, wake up, you know, um, in a whole different place in in their lives. Basically, they want to just bypass the human experience, which is funny. It's so funny that people go into, you know, spirituality and dive into the spiritual journey with that intention to really to bypass the human experience when really spirituality one spiritual journey is actually supposed to help deepen the human experience it's actually supposed to be experienced in the human here in the present It's not supposed to be a sort of vehicle we use to help us exit and escape whatever situation or whatever human circumstance, whatever human experience, uncomfortable, I should say, human experience that we are going through. And so I'm just going to call the kind of spirituality that I practice and that I teach practical spirituality. It's not woo-woo, although some of my practices, someone may deem it, or them, I should say, deem them woo-woo or too mystical, too fluff. You know, someone can look at the way that I meditate, fluff. The way that, um, that I channel, the fact that I channel, someone can say that's too woo But here's the thing, when I do those things and I receive you know, knowledge or information, messages, guidance, when I'm doing those things, right? I embody whatever I receive from those practices. 
and I'm able to actually apply those things that I receive, those guidance, that guidance, those messages, those, that information, that wisdom that I'm taking away from these, from my spiritual practices, I'm able to then apply it in my very human life. I make it very practical. Someone can look at honing into one's intuition, following one's intuition, listening, or even, <laughs> let's step back real quick, creating a relationship with one's spirit guides and listening to one's spirit guides, following through the guidance received from one's spirit guides. One can look at that as woo. One can look at that as, oh my gosh, how can you call that practical? Me taking that information embodying it and being able to apply it practically into my very human experience reality and then having it of course help me support me guide me through that very human experience or reality that makes it practical there is nothing woo about that yes I go into a certain state, certain state of trance, and I channel, and I do this thing called direct voice channel. And I'm sure there are a ton of people who may think that is woo. Honestly, what I think is woo is when we use spiritual tools to basically bypass or avoid actually doing the work. So for instance, as an example, knowing that, you know, sage has certain properties to it where, you know, when done a certain way with the intention of clearing certain energy, you can clear certain energy. But the thing is, when you depend on just that exercise right that practice of i'm just gonna sage my home myself to eliminate negative energy that's when it becomes woo because then when you depend on that solely and refuse to actually sit and do the work and process acknowledge and learn Whatever negative energy is swarming around your space or coming up within you, when you start to bypass that and you're just depending on, well, I'm just going to sage myself to, you know, to eliminate this ne these negative energies, that to me is woo. I'm just going to carry crystals to help me um, insert whatever, right? Insert whatever thing that i'm trying to accomplish um attract more love i'm just going to carry a quartz crystal to you know amplify love energy in my life well that's great and and by the way you can still do these things but what i'm trying to say is that if you solely just depend on these things without actually sitting down and doing the work actually practically applying you know, the lessons and the, the wisdom and, you know, the guidance here, 
the healing here in your own actual life, in your own actual present reality, you're not really going to clear negative energy or attract more love if you're not doing the work to actually eliminate that from within your actual self by doing the inner emotional work, by doing the healing work. I can't emphasize enough that the spiritual journey is pretty much your healing journey. And if you refuse to deepen your healing journey, if you refuse to really look at your healing journey or even work on it, then really you're not on a spiritual journey. If you're on a spiritual journey, that means you're doing a ton of healing. And if you're not doing any healing and you're just creating mental vision boards and carrying sage and um, crystals around you thinking that that's what's creating your reality, it's really not. If you're not actually doing the work to heal yourself, to understand yourself, your experiences and others around you, then you're not really doing the work. And maybe you might move a little bit and you might progress, you know, a little bit and you might move forward a little bit. But, you know, I guarantee you that that won't be as permanent as when you actually do the work and you get to know yourself. And you create a sort of life that has desires still, but it's not in vain. It's not dependent on external things or material things. It's not dependent on how much money you have in the bank or how how popular you are, how famous you've become, or you know, if your book has reached, you know, New York Times bestseller or whatever. It's not about the bells and whistles. It's not about the glamour and the prestige and any of that. It's really not. And this is what I call spiritual fulfillment. Because you, when you are on your spiritual journey and you deepen it so much, meaning you have continued you've embarked and continued to do the healing work, the inner work on your spiritual journey. And you've, you know, strengthened your intuition and really, really honed in on that connection with source energy and your spirit and spirit guides, right? And yourself, you come to a certain point, you arrive to this place where you just, it feels so fulfilling, And even though, you know, you don't have millions of dollars in your bank account or maybe every day isn't, you know, perfect and you still have challenges every now and then, but there's something about that life, you know, even if you don't have jet planes and travel the world all the time and have, you know, brand name purses or whatever, um, have famous friends or are famous yourself or whatever. But there's something about this life, this moment that you'll arrive at and you realize that it's fulfilling. And yet there are none of those bells and whistles, none of those flashy things that are present But everything else about your reality feels full. So when you do the inner work and you heal your wounds from past experiences, that process 
is basically you, it entails, I should say, you getting to know yourself, getting to know your experiences. And somewhere along that process, you realize what you actually truly desire. So, for instance, me, I grew up... (laughs) in a house where there was basically no boundaries and there was a ton of people all the time there was at least 11 to 12 people that lived in my house at all times i never had my own bedroom at times it was like playing bedroom roulettes (laughs) what room of the house am i going to sleep in tonight sometimes it was well where am i going to sleep tonight is it the top bunk the bottom bunk or the floor. <laughs> there was a time where I actually shared a bedroom with my uncles, and I was that was middle school for me, so not 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 the greatest, you know. I was going through puberty and <laughs> not at the best time. My point is, the house that I lived in growing up for most of my life was noisy, was loud. There was never any peace and quiet. People were always, you know, talking. Sometimes they were fighting. The TV was always on. And there was always some sort of game, some sports game happening. And so I always heard, you know, whistles. And, you know, when when you're watching a basketball game, the sneakers kind of screeching through, you know, the floor as they're running back and forth. You know, I, I heard all of that in the background and at the same time I never had privacy I never had my own space boundaries forget it everyone was in your space and you know it was noisy like I said and and at the same time very unsupportive (laughs) I I was teased and um sometimes poked fun at and, you know, other things happen but that I won't go into. But my point is, that was my life growing up. And so, you know, 30 plus years later, as I'm sitting in my house, and it's clean, and it's tidy, and it's peaceful, the TV is never on, unless we're watching a movie, or the, the show Friends, <laughs> um, but rarely is it on. My point is, it's always quiet, and it has a certain peace to it. I have my own space. There are, are boundaries set. I have privacy. I'm able to be me without being teased or made fun of. I feel safe in this house, But for me, most importantly, it's the peace that gets me. And after doing a lot of my healing work the last couple of decades, I realized peace is something I really value because it was something I never had. And even as a little girl, I remember in elementary school, you know, and we had to write letters to Santa Claus, you know, Santa, please bring me blah, 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 blah. And everyone was asking for an easy bake oven or the next Barbie or whatever. And I, I would ask him for peace. And my teachers wouldn't know what to do with that. <laughs> but that's all that I wanted. I wanted peace. 
And so as I'm sitting here in my house, and it's not because I have a house that's clean or tidy, it's not because I have a, a house um, that, you know, that, that allows me to have my own bedroom. It's not even that. The variable here is peace. That is what I truly desired growing up. And, you know, of course, in my teens, and my early 20s, I thought, well, maybe I'll just become like wealthy and, you know, and do this or do that. And, you know, and, you know, I'll, I'll have my own place and drive my dream car, you know, and that'll fill the void. But it was still noisy in my life. It was still chaotic in my life. Even when I had my own home. At 21 years old, I bought my own home. And, um, and that was part of me trying to create peace in my life, but there, there was still noise in my life. Are you guys getting what I'm putting down here? That peace not only meant a physical place for me, no, that peace meant internally. I needed to have peace within. And so doing the healing work and really digging deep into my wounds, even the scariest and biggest one of them all. That helped me create more peace within. And so when I'm sitting here in my house and when I have visitors, they'll tell me, God, it's so peaceful here. And people want to stay here. And when they come over, they do stay here for hours at a time. They love it here because it's so calming especially in the middle of the day and you know you you hear the water from outside from the pool and and it's just peaceful you know it's clean it's tidy and you know the the space creates that energy and i'd like to think that it's not just the space creating that energy but it's also the energy that that i am sharing here as well that i'm able to create here from within me and fill the space with. So when I'm sitting here and I'm enjoying this peace, I don't really care <laughs> that I don't have all those other flashy, you know, bells and whistles and all those other things. Even before I stepped into this reality or I, before I created the reality that I'm in now, I remember um, walking away from my first marriage going through divorce with nothing. I had my clothes and my, my books and that was it. And I started over and I remember, you know, for a few months there, my son and I shared a twin air mattress and, you know, slept on that on the floor, you know, sharing a room with my sister as I, you know, went back to my dad's house for a few months when I left my old home with my, my husband because we were going through divorce. But even then, I started to feel that peace because I was now working on deeper levels of my wounds and, and had applied them in real life, making some really hard decisions, doing some really hard things. And I actually had started to feel that inner peace already, even though it, I was still hurting. I was still healing. And then you fast forward a little bit after a few months, my son and I moved into our own apartment and, you know, 
it's not like we furnished it all at once. Some, you know, we did it a little bit at a time. But I remember just sitting there on the floor with him, you know, one day, and and we barely had anything. But that was all that I needed. It was quiet. It was peaceful. And I had finally worked on eliminating whatever noise was hurting me from within. And everything that I ever desired was right there. Right there with me. And in that moment, in that reality, it was me and my son and a home for the both of us. A quiet, peaceful, loving, supportive home. Just me and him. And trust me, that moment was actually very humbling. That that part of my life, it was very humbling because I, I had to build from nothing again, from scratch. And most people would hate that situation, but I loved it. I was on top of the world. And it wasn't because of anything you saw on the surface. What you saw on the surface looked like it hurt like hell. I just, I was just going through a divorce and I walked away with nothing. That's gruesome. That's horrible. That's painful. But to me, I, it was everything. I felt so good. And it was fulfilling to sit there on the floor of my empty apartment with my son. And it was just me and him. And, and we were starting off on a new chapter creating a new life together. That's my point. That's why it's so important to go and do the work and to learn not just yourself, but your past experiences because in the midst of that work along the way, you you really get to know yourself and you really get to know what you actually desire. And I guarantee it, it's, it's not, you know, a BMW or a fancy mansion or you know, this famous lifestyle or, you know, a bestseller book or whatever. It's not any of that. It's not even, you know, the man or the woman of your dreams. No. Trust me when I say it's actually more simple than that. That it's not as flashy. It's actually very attainable. But it's within you already and you have to reach in. And find it first. Find out what that is for you. Feel that. And then, if you still have a desire for all those other things, trust me, when you are feeling fulfilled because you found out what you actually truly desire and you've finally given that for your given that to yourself, all those other things kind of come in afterwards. When I was 21, I thought, you know, I'll just climb the ladder. I was a college dropout. I'll just climb the ladder, ladder, and you know, my job, and I'll, you know, I'll make money, and then, um, and I'll buy a home, and I'll, you know, drive my my dream car, Audi at the time, um, and um, and I'll be set. And I thought that would do it. You know, I was, I thought I was like dating like this really cool person and, you know, and he was really cool with everyone else. So, you know, yay, like I'm actually making it right. I thought that was all I needed to make money, to have money, you know, to drive my dream car, to have my own place, 
to do certain things, to feel like I'm on top of the world because of all of those things, to date a certain person, to be with a certain person. No. It wasn't any of those things. But it was when I started actually focusing on my healing work. And it took me a while, but that's just sometimes that's how it works. I had to go back down and start from scratch with nothing. Everything that I had worked hard for in my early 20s, I gave up. And I, and I said, I'm, I'm going to follow what's true for me instead. After doing the work and really learning who I am, I realized this is what I want. And I followed that. I created it in my life. I filled my life with it. And now... I started with nothing. And now, if I knew that I was going to die today, I'd die happy. I would feel like I have everything that I've ever wanted. And now I'm, I haven't settled in my life. I've just created fulfillment in my life, spiritual fulfillment from this work. I actually lived the life that as a little girl I've dreamt of. And does this mean that I still have challenges? Absolutely. Does this mean that I have bad days, bad weeks, bad months, and even bad years? Absolutely. I'll be honest, the last two years for me it was really hard. It wasn't until my last birthday I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> there I am, I'm back. <laughs> but, you know... The year and a half or the two years before that, I was actually struggling. And I was, you know, I had to continuously go back in my cave and do some healing work. Did I continue to live my life? Did I continue to, um, to thrive in the other areas of my life? Yes, I did. Did I continue to have joy in my life, peace in my life? Yes. Some days weren't happy. Some days there weren't, you know, happiness per se, but I always had joy. And even though I was facing, you know, certain challenges, I still felt that inner peace. It, it was still f fulfilling for me, life. I, I guess that's my point. Just because you do the work and, you know, you, you finally have that fulfillment doesn't mean that life is perfect. If life was perfect, I would drop dead right now and leave and go, like go back into spirit, right? That there were no more lessons for me to learn. But the thing is, even in spirit, when we leave the physical world, there are an abundance of lessons for us to learn that we are learning even on the other side. It's silly to think that there is such thing as a final destination. This work is continuous and the more that you're open to it, the better it becomes for you. So spiritual woo-woo is depending on certain practices or exercises to eliminate whatever negative energy or negative emotion that is rising from within us without actually doing the work to face those things and to work on them, to heal them, to make peace with them. People expect to go to an energy healer and have the energy healer do its thing and then for that person to wake up and go yeah i'm healed 
I hate that word healed. No one is ever really healed. There are so many layers, so many aspects to a wound that we continuously go back to it. But again, when we are more open to that process, it doesn't feel that way anymore. It feels like we're healed, but we're we're continuously learning. We're continuously growing. Everything is constantly moving, changing. There's always an opportunity for growth. And we'd be silly not to take it. So if you want to learn how to actually use your spirituality as a means to help transform your life for the better, you have to be open to actually practically applying these things and not just using them to escape the human, but to actually deepen that experience, to embrace the human. And that's what I teach. And I'm actually creating um, a new version to my course, Journey of the Self, that will be coming out here soon, that teaches more the practical techniques and methodology of you know, the, the actual spiritual practices that I do, that, that, you know, meditation can actually be productive, that, um, using your intuition and tapping into the psychic and having a relationship with spirit guides of yours can actually lead you to change your life for the better, can lead you to a better reality, can help you create a better reality for yourself. And it's not just, woo, like, Ooh, we're just going to create vision boards. No, We're actually going to do practical things and apply them in real life. So if you're interested, I do have a wait list for that masterclass that is coming up. Um, It's on my website, www.divinegracetoday.com. And it's under masterclass. It's called Journey of the Self. And so I, I, I had this, I ran this class, I should say, last fall. And I'm actually tweaking it and making it more, um, more based more, I should say, on like techniques and just like the practical um, methods that one would use to strengthen their intuition, to really tap into the psychic, and to really um, follow through with you know, messages from their spirit guides. And I know as I'm saying all that, you know, woo, intuition and psychic and spirit guides, you know, it sounds so woo, but it's what you do with it afterwards. It's how you apply it afterwards. It's what you do in the meditation, right? All of those things, that's the game changer. And if you're just here to listen to cool, inspirational stuff, messages from you know your guides and you know your intuition that's great too but wouldn't it be better if you were able to actually apply it in real life wouldn't it be better if you actually knew practical things to do on a daily basis to strengthen that ability so that you could actually apply it in real life and actually create change real physical change tangible change in your life so if you're interested there is a wait list 
get to my website. Um, but that is the difference between woo-woo spirituality versus practical spirituality. And for me, it's really disappointing when I see more of the woo spirituality um, because it almost kind of, I don't know, dilutes the power and the, yeah, the power behind this journey. So I hope that you all enjoyed that. And you know what? If you're still staging your home, your space, yourself, and you're still carrying crystals, there's nothing wrong with that. You can still do that. But I encourage you to not solely depend on those tools to erase a certain negative emotion from within or to um, create a magical reality for you. Okay? Everything, everything that you desire, everything that you want, all that healing, all that joy, all that abundance, all that love, all that magic, it's actually already in you. How do you get that? How do you get to that, I should say? By doing the work. And it's actually very practical. It's very simple. It's not easy. It's actually simple. All you have to do is go within. All you have to do is be open to the work on a regular basis. So I hope that you all enjoyed this talk. Just a few announcements before we end. Yes, I am still having my grand opening special on my website, 35% off all my sessions, um, all my offerings, I should say, and also gift cards. So if you're looking to have a session with me to book an appointment, enjoy 35% off. All you have to do is apply the code grand opening. And my other grand opening promotions are also still available and they are still available till the end of the month, including the collaboration that I did with Valor Aesthetics. It is there too under my offerings page. Get a 60 minute glow facial with Valor Aesthetics and a 30 minute session with me. And lastly, I am still offering my healing by donations. That is also in my offerings page. Um, www.divinegracetoday.com. Let me know if you have any questions. Also would love to hear your feedback and your comments regarding this episode and um, any feedback or suggestions on what to talk about on the, the pod. I'd love that too. And if this helped you or if you receive it just if it just resonated with you let me know i'd love i love hearing from you guys um and you know tag me if you're on social media at divine grace today other than that i hope that you all have a wonderful morning afternoon evening day night wherever you are in the world and i will talk to you all soon see you all next week bye Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Divine Talks. If what you heard resonated with you, I invite you to follow me on Instagram at Divine Grace Today. And if you want to learn more about what I do and what I offer, I'm a healer, intuitive, trans medium, and channel. And I offer one-on-one sessions, classes, and events. You can check all of these out on my website, divinegracetoday.com for more information. See you all next episode.